The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweiss.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneeweiss, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Uh, we have a special edition today. Um, I'm recording this on uh, Tuesday morning, and God willing, uh, if all goes well, I will be getting my COVID vaccine today. And so I thought it would be a good idea to do a, uh, a little uh, episode on a Stoic perspective on vaccination. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to quote from all three of the, uh, of the Stoic philosophers that we've been learning, uh, Aurelius, Epictetus and Seneca. So let's start with Marcus Aurelius in Book Five, Meditations, Book Five, uh, Chapter Eight. We common, we commonly say, uh, Esculapius, I think is how you pronounce it. We commonly say Esculapius ordered a man horse exercise, cold baths, or no shoes. Similarly, we might say universal nature ordered him sickness, disablement, loss, or some other affliction. In the former phrase, ordered virtually means laid down for him as appropriate to health. In the latter, what befits every man has been laid down for him as appropriate to the natural order. So too, we say things befit us as workmen talk of squared blocks, fitting in walls or pyramids, bonding with one another in a definite structure. For in the whole of things, there is one connecting harmony. And as out of all material bodies, the world is made perfect into a connecting body. So out of all causes, the order of nature is made perfect into one connected cause. Even quite simple folk have in their minds what I am saying, for they use the phrase, it was sent to him, and so this was sent to him. That is, this was ordered for him. Accordingly, let us accept these orders as we accept what Esculapius orders. Many of them, too, are assuredly severe, yet we welcome them in hopes of health. Let the performance and completion of the pleasure of the universal nature seem to you to be your pleasure, precisely as the conduct of your health is seen to be, and so welcome all that comes to pass, even though it appear rather cruel, because it leads to that end, to the end to the health of the universe, that is, to the welfare and well-being of God. For he would not send this to one if it were not to the well-being of the whole. No more than any living principle you may choose sends anything which is not appropriate to what is governed by it. Thus, there can be two reasons why you must be content with what happens to you. First, because it was for you it came to pass. For you it was ordered, and to you it was related, a thread of destiny stretching back to the most ancient causes. Secondly, because that which has come to each individually is a cause of the welfare and the completion, and in very truth, of the actual continuance of that which governs the whole. For the perfect whole is mutilated if you sever the least part of the contact and continuity alike of its causes and as of its members. And you do this so far as in you lies whenever you are disaffected and in a measure you are destroying it. Okay, that was a lot there. Uh, But to summarize, Aurelius is saying basically that just like you would accept um, any diagnosis uh, or prescription that comes from a doctor as being um, sent to you or ordered for you, so too, when stuff happens to you from the universe, you should accept that as being ordered for you as well. And he gives two reasons. One is he says because it was destined for you, uh, set up by the most ancient of causes. And secondly, because it is uh, it stems from the universal nature of the world, from the fact that this is part of how the system of the universe works, which is what we really have been talking about in uh, in Aurelius thus far, especially yesterday's uh, episode uh, where we talked about the Mornavuchim uh, as well. Um, now, how do we how do we uh, view this in Judaism? Well, we know that everything that happens to us is Hashem's will. Now, 
that does not mean uh, the way that uh, it's commonly said that everything that happens to you was sent by individual divine providence uh, from Hashem for you for a specific reason that has to do with you. Uh, I know there are people who believe that, but that's not the view of uh, the Rishonim. That's a whole other topic here. Uh, but there are two possibilities, right? Either if something happens to you, either it is uh, as a result of Hashgacha Pratis, of God's particular intervention, or it's as a result of Hashgacha Klalis, of God's general supervision, which is the laws of nature. Uh, and either way, it's from Hashem, either way, it's in line with justice. And either way, a person should uh, should therefore accept it as being good, whether good for him as an individual or good for the universe as a whole. Uh, it's all Hashem's will. Um, and um, and I, I think, you know, that that's the, in other words, we would replace what it really says about destiny. Uh, we would replace that with Hashgacha uh, Pratis, that anything that happens to you is either in line with God's will insofar as Hashgacha Pratis is concerned or insofar as Hashgacha Klalis is concerned. And either way, it's good. Okay, next thought comes from Epictetus in his Discourses, Book 2, Chapter 17. He says, But the many are deceived by that by this which deceived also the rhetorician Theopompus, when he blames even Plato for wishing everything to be defined. <laughs> okay, a classic thing that people are annoyed at about philosophers when they demand that you define everything. All right, for what does he say? Did none of us before you use the words good and just? Or do we utter sounds in an unmeaning and empty way without understanding what they severally signify? Now, who tells you, Theopompus, that we had not natural notions of each of these things and preconceptions, but it is not possible to adapt preconceptions to their correspondent objects if we have not analyzed them and inquired what object must be subjected to each preconception. You may make the same charge against physicians also, for who among us did not use the words healthy and unhealthy before Hippocrates lived, or did we utter these words as empty sounds? For we also have a certain preconception of health, but we are not able to adapt it. For this reason, one says, abstain from food. Another says, give food. Another says, bleed. Another says, use cupping. What is the reason? Is it any other than that man may cannot properly adapt the preconception of health to particulars? So it is in this matter, matter also, in the things which concern life. Who among us does not speak of good and bad, of useful and not useful? For who among us has not a preconception of each of these things? Is it then a distinct and perfect preconception? Show this. How shall I show this? Adapt the preconception properly to the particular things. Plato, for instance, subjects definitions to the preconception of the useful, but you to the preconceptions of the useless. Is it possible that both of you are right? How is it possible? Does not one man adapt the preconception of good to the matter of wealth, and another not to wealth, but to the matter of pleasure and that to that of health? For generally, if all of us who use those words know sufficiently each of them, and need no diligence in making distinct the notions of the preconceptions, why do we differ? Why do we quarrel? Why do we blame one another? So, I chose this passage for two reasons. I mean, obviously, he talks about physicians here. Um, but, uh, well, let me first let me summarize what he said. So he says, people complain about Plato because he forces them to define everything. And when, uh, when, you know, when you use the word good or justice around Plato, he'll say, well, what do you mean by that? And people complain about that and say, well, am I, am I really not knowing what I mean? And Plato would say, yeah, you have a vague notion of what you mean, but unless you define it clearly, then you can't apply it correctly. And that's where the the, the uh, physician example comes in really handy, that everyone has a general sense about what we mean by health. But that's useless unless you actually know what health is in a manner that is actionable, that you can actually like apply it practically. And that requires definition and analysis. Um, and so, too, with philosophy, with, with Stoicism, and really with Torah as well, especially uh, I, I say especially Mishle because that's that's my focus. That that it's not enough to just have these vague notions of of Chesed, Tzedakah, Mishpat, Chachma, Bina, Tabuna, you know, all all these values of Torah. You have to define them, and you have to define them in a way that is not just theoretically sound and clear, but also is 
is translatable into the particulars, uh, in, in, into adapting them. So th that's one reason why I, uh, I, I chose this because I think it is, it's a good like a uh, statement of what the whole enterprise of, of learning and stoicism, uh, Torah learning and stoicism is all about. But the other reason I, I chose this is because, um, uh, of something that I am mildly concerned about, about the vaccine, which is that, uh, there are, uh, rare side effects and I'm not, I'm not worried about like the really rare side effects. I'm worried about, um, uh, you know, it says one of the side effects, uh, is possibly fever and chills. Um, and the, the reason I'm worried about it mm -hmm. is because I plan to travel on Thursday and I don't want to show up, uh, to the airport, uh, with a fever, <laughs> you know, um, so that led me to think it's very interesting that the side effects of the vaccine, fever and chills and, you know, nausea, there's other stuff also, but let's say fever and chills, that is also a symptom of coronavirus, right? But so on the surface, if you're just looking at it externally, a person could point to these symptoms and say they're both disease. But really, if you had these symptoms as a result of the coronavirus itself, that would be disease. But if you have them as a result of the vaccine, that's actually health. That's actually your body doing what it's supposed to do to protect itself, you know, which I, I guess you could argue is the same thing with the coronavirus. But my, my point, though, is that that, you know, unless unless you're working with clear definitions and understanding, you will not be able to distinguish between the disease and the cure. Uh, and that's something that same thing when something when you suffer, um, uh, let's say something happens to you or happens to your property or whatever, you might view it as bad. But what what. Torah is trying to do and what stoicism is trying to do is to get you to look beneath the surface and actually assess, well, what is the thing in reality? Not just how do I uh, superficially conceive of it? Okay. Third reading is from Seneca. This one's short uh, from letter number 50 on our blindness and its cure. He says, why do we deceive ourselves? The evil that afflicts us is not external. It is within us situated in our very vitals. For that reason, we attain soundness with all the more difficulty because we do not know that we are diseased. Suppose then that we have begun the cure. When shall we throw off all these diseases with all their virulence? At present, we do not even consult the physician whose work would be easier if he were called in when the complaint was in its early stages. The tender and the inexperienced minds would follow his advice if he pointed out the right way. Um, uh, and this reminds me of the Rambam in the introduction to uh, the Mishnah, where he says, as long, and remember the Rambam was a doctor, as long as the expert physician can heal with foods, he will not heal with medications. But when he sees that the illness is strong and it is impossible for it to be healed with foods, he will heal with light medications that are close to the nature of food. For example, liquids and spiced or treated preserves. And if he sees that the illness gets stronger and that these things do not subdue it and are not the antidote, he goes back to heal it with strong medications and he makes him drink powerful medications. For example, sacmonia, uh, and that which is similar to it from the bitter and harsh medications. And then the, the completion of the analogy is if that doesn't work, then then he'll make the the physician will make recourse to surgery, which is which is the most invasive. And the idea that both Seneca and the Ramam are saying here is that that any physician knows that you start off with the least amount of intervention, prevent the disease and treat it ahead of time before you get it. Um, and then if you get it, then you you go with the least uh, invasive um, measures. Uh, but you really want to you want to start by preventing the disease. So obviously, the connection to vaccination is clear. We want to prevent ourselves from getting sick with the coronavirus before it happens. But I think that this is also what Torah and Stoicism are trying to do, which is to uh, to give you a vaccine <laughs> to prepare you for things that will happen in life and give you the proper way of thinking about it and dealing with it before it happens. Because if it already happens to you and you're in the midst of the suffering, 
uh, it's very hard to pull out. You know, it's very hard to pull out and to view things in the correct way. Uh, and certainly if you have like completely given into it. But if you practice this ahead of time and uh, and use, you know, these types of thinking and ideas and perspectives and values and mitos and all the other stuff that that Torah and Stoicism are trying to uh, to help you obtain uh, attain. Uh, and you use that ahead of time, then you will be prepared when the when the uh, the disease uh, strikes to be able to avoid it or to uh, weather the storm uh, with uh, with your your mind intact. That is it for today's episode. Uh, if you've gained from what you've learned here today and would like to support my production of even more Torah content, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Link is in the description. Thank you to my listeners for listening, and thank you to my patrons for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone. And, God willing, <laughs> I will be able to uh, get vaccinated and uh, without complication, either bureaucratic or, uh, or physiological. <laughs> so uh, I will keep you posted on that.